0: So y'all know how I do. I always start off each episode with my nothing about nothing rant where I literally just kind of catch you guys up or just tell you whatever is going on in my mind, whether it's about my hair, about my day, about the weather, whatever is going on in the midst of me recording so you guys can get a little more glimpse into who I am as a person before we get down into subject matter of whatever the topic is for this episode and today it's all about my multitasking like literally i as i'm recording this i have food in the oven i am in the process of doing my hair i paused um, a step in doing my hair so that i can come and record this so i have to finish my hair and finish cooking after this um among other things and that's pretty much my life is multitasking um i'm always two places at once you know not physically i'm not like you know superwoman or anything but mentally like i'm here and there um unless i'm spending time with god like i'm a multitasker so I'm at work but I'm thinking about my next move. I'm, you know, unless it is something really important to me, I'm multitasking because I know I have such a limited amount of time in my day that I'm just like, all right, what all can I get done at the same time? Literally in the morning, I'll be like, okay, let me put on my coffee and then go back and do my hair. Let me, you know, put something in my air fryer or in the toaster and then hop in the shower let me um see what I can do in the shower (laughs) while I'm showering like that is the type of person that I am and you know I'll be on my way to work and I'll be thinking about you know what my next podcast episode is or what's on my agenda for when I get to work and then I'll be you know at a red like typing out notes and You know, sending out a text message, checking emails, and then I get to work and I'm like, okay, let me listen to a podcast while I'm working. Like, my brain is always on. So, I love those moments where at the end of the day, I'm completely silent and the room is quiet and it's just me and God. Because those are the times when I'm not multitasking. And honestly, it is so difficult sometimes to get into that moment because I'm so used to just going back and forth and back and forth and trying to get so many things done at once. But I always have to remember to give him his time. And I do it at the very beginning of my day and at the very end of my day because I know in that middle is when it's the most chaotic. And I found that my chaos of me multitasking isn't as bad when I give him that morning and that evening. So I just kind of wanted to share you guys of how my brain operates of my multitasking um, before we got into today's episode. So if any of you are a multitasker like me, you know, let me know. You know, share this episode. Let me know all of that. You know, drop a comment uh, when I post this and everything. Let me know what type of crazy multitask you guys do. Hey, everyone. This is Christina Savani, and this is Saved, Save the podcast. Y'all, today, I was going to avoid it. I wasn't going to talk about it. I was like, no, it's been talked about so many times. People are tired of hearing about it. We're not going there. But today, y'all, we are talking about church hurt. Yes, like we're talking about those people who are like, I don't go to church because of this or this person hurt me or the pastor did this or this ministry acted this way. So that's why I don't fool with church. We're talking about church hurt, but y'all know I am not one for shaming. I am not one for bashing anyone. I am not one for being like, you wrong, unless you're wrong. We're all about grace here at Save Saved. We're all about love. We're all about compassion. We're all about our lives reflecting Jesus. So what we're talking about in church hurt is literally some of the why's behind it. And we're flipping that perspective on it in case anyone out here listening has been church hurt. And hopefully they might look at all of the church differently. They might look at the people within the church differently and look at Jesus differently. And maybe, just maybe, their relationship with the church might change from this episode. That's what we're hoping for. So I know when most people think of church hurt, they think of, like I said, when, you know, I opened it up, they think of those people who are just literally hurt. They're the people who something catastrophic to them has happened to where they have left the church or even if they haven't left the church, they have distanced themselves from the church in some capacity or they've distanced themselves from certain people in the church or they're not operating to their full potential in the church because of something that happened. And I'll be honest, guys, I've been church hurt. On a few occasions, like, real deal hurt. Like, one example was, I remember a few years ago, I had shared some really personal information about myself with one of my sisters in Christ. And it was a very vulnerable moment for me, and I was going to hurt in confidence. And in this moment, I needed her. I needed prayer. I needed intercession. And that's not what I got. I actually got shame. I got judgment. I got all the things that I did not need in that moment. And I also did not get secrecy or privacy either. And it leaked into other members of our church and so along with it came humiliation and embarrassment and all of these negative emotions and it literally made me not go to church for a couple of months like i'm not even gonna lie and that's not like me like i love me some jesus y'all like i mean you know we got this whole podcast going on but this situation hurt me and it turned me away from church because it happened with people I went to church with. So I was like, I can't be around these people. I can't go to church. I can't do this because these people hurt me and these are the people I go to church with. So I'm done. I'm church hurt, you know? And so I just You know, instead of going to church on Sunday mornings, I slept in, I went to brunch, you know, I got errands done. You know, I spent Sundays like I would normally spend Saturdays and this went on for literally like two or three months. And then finally, one Sunday I got up and I went back to church and literally it was like nothing happened when I walked in the door. Those same people who, you know, were side-eyeing me, or who I could tell were whispering about me behind my back, were greeting me, were like, oh, we missed you, oh my gosh, where have you been? Like, nothing had even happened. And I will say, at first, I was like, huh, really? Like, y'all don't... like am I am I the only one that remember what Uh, 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 okay like that's kind of where my mind went um but the reason I went back is because what I realized and the reason that I didn't say anything to them is because I realized that me not going to church in those couple of months was not doing anything productive for me. It was not doing anything productive for my salvation. It was not doing anything productive for my spiritual growth. It was not doing anything productive for my relationship with God. Me not going to church was only keeping me stagnant in my hurt. It was only solidifying those negative emotions that came about because of my church hurt. And none of that was doing me any good. Also, I was the only one being affected. It's kind of like when we were talking about, you know, forgiveness in our Access the Night episode. You not forgiving somebody only hinders you. It only hurts you. The same way in you holding on to your church hurt and not going to church because someone in the church hurt you is only hurting you and your relationship with God. That's what I realized. So, yeah, it was hard to go to church with these people who hurt me. Yes. It was a hard pill to swallow knowing that I could not trust these people who I thought were, you know, my sisters in Christ. Yes, it was, you know, a hard pill to swallow. Yes, it hurt me really bad. Yes, it changed the trajectory of our relationships, but it did not change my relationship with God. And I think a lot of times when people are church hurt, They equate how one person acts to who Jesus is. Jesus, when he was on the earth, was 100% man and 100% God. So yes, he had the ability to operate the same way that all of us operate in thought word and action but he also had the ability to operate the same way that God operates which is why he was able to resist temptation which is why he was able to live a sinless life which is why he was able to do what none of us have ever been able to do so we can't possibly think that Everyone else is able to do that. Like Jesus is the only one that has ever been able to be without fault. So what makes you think that a man or a woman, regardless if it's the deacon, the bishop, the usher, the first lady, the pastor, the armor bearer, the praise and worship leader the musician regardless of what position they hold in the church or no position at all what makes you think that they don't have flaws just because they're in the church does not mean that they don't have flaws and it doesn't mean that they won't make mistakes but i think that the problem is that we get so consumed with the ideal the ideology that church people are supposed to be perfect because that's the image that a lot of church people put out so that when they do mess up a lot of people are taken aback when they do do something that's detrimental so many people are taken aback and they don't know how to operate in grace and so then others don't know how to operate in grace and then church hurt happens. And then you lump everyone together. But the funny thing to me is we only do that when it comes to religion. When that should be the main place that we're giving grace. If you're at a fast food restaurant and they mess up your order, at no point in time, unless they mess it up like to the umpteenth where, you know, they just don't give you your food and they charge you like $100 on your credit card, are you going to be like, I'm never eating at this place again. Most times, you're going to complain, they're going to give you free food, or they're going to give you your money back, you're going to be upset for a couple of days. And then you're going to go back. If you're at a retail store and they mess up your refund, you're going to complain, a discussion will be had, and then you'll be back at that retail store when you need something else. If you're in a relationship with somebody and a disagreement happens or disrespect happens, There'll be an argument, there'll be some more disagreements, but sometimes there'll be a compromise. Yet, if it is a person of authority in the church, or just someone in the church in general, who hurts you, you decide to never go to church again, or... If you see in the media that someone in the church is acting a donkey, the first word out of your mouth is, see, that's why I don't go to church. It's like we misplace grace. Like, for the people who are actively trying to get You know, live a better life. Like the people who are actively striving for a relationship with God, the people who are actively pursuing him, who are actively sitting at his feet. Those are the people who we put up on this pedestal saying that because they are actively trying, they're already there. And for everyone else, well, of course, they're going to mess up. And it's like we should be giving grace to everyone especially the people who are actively trying because those are the ones that are going to be on the spotlight those are the ones that are going to be hit the hardest so like just like with my example of you know my church friends who hurt me i couldn't hold that against them yes on a personal level that trust was broken like I can't say that like logically there was no part of me in a natural state that was gonna go back and say oh yeah I can still trust you to confide in and you know tell you a secret you know ask you for advice like that relationship was severed because She broke my trust, logically, naturally. But spiritually, she's still my sister in Christ. Spiritually, I still love her. Spiritually, she still deserves my grace. And spiritually, that should not hinder my relationship with God. We shouldn't let anything hinder our relationship with God, as a matter of fact. That's why church hurt baffles me honestly Because like I know it hurts guys. I know that some people have done some bad things And I know that some people in the church use their positions of power to manipulate to harm to judge They don't practice what they preach they are there for power for money They are there, you know, the Bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil. And some people love money more than they love God. They love power more than they love God. And they see the church as the way to both of those in an easier manner than any other way. I know that that is there. I know corruption in the church is there. But at the same time, I know who God is. And I will never let what man does. Stop me from believing in God. So no matter what man does, no matter who man is, no matter how many times man hurts me, I will never be hurt by the church anymore. Because the church is not man. The church was built on God's word. And God's word never fails. So if I can get anyone to understand anything, especially anyone that's been church hurt, is that find that personal connection with God. Even if it's just you reading the Bible for yourself. Even if it's just you reading a devotional for yourself. Even if it's finding that quiet time for yourself. Because at the end of the day, that personal relationship is what's going to matter. It's not gonna matter what deacon so-and-so did with the finances in 2005, when you were in middle school and you saw it and now you are an adult and you're not going to church anymore. It doesn't matter that Bishop so-and-so was preaching about abstinence and um, faithfulness and he was cheating on his wife it doesn't matter that you know the first lady you know you confided in her and she told all your business like it does not matter what happened that made you church hurt what matters is that you have a personal relationship with god outside of man What matters is that you understand that that personal relationship cannot be taken away from you because of what man does. Because man is going to make mistakes. I've made mistakes. I've hurt people. People have hurt me. But at the end of the day, whatever hurt has happened has not affected our relationships with Christ. So if your church hurt, or you know someone that's church hurt, remind them that they can't be hurt by God. They can only be hurt by man. And that at the end of the day, there's still grace. There's still love. There's still compassion through the hurt. They just have to see it in a different light. They just have to see it in a different perspective. And they have to want to see it. Because there are some people who are literally just making excuses. Like, I hate to say it, but I read somewhere that sometimes you can't want something more than somebody else does. And in that time, that's when you just pray. That's when you pray that that person gets that personal conviction. Like, what I've learned is when it comes to Jesus, he's all about the personal. And sometimes our prayers for people have to be personal. Sometimes they have to be so specific because that's how that conviction is going to happen. It can't be us going to them and be like, well, you shouldn't be church hurt. You should just find that. You know the church that fits you or you should just find your personal relationship with God like sometimes that's not going to work for that person Because all they're seeing is to hurt and hurt people hurt people And so they're going to try to convince you that this person is corrupt or this church is corrupt or all churches are corrupt And you can't trust any pastor and you can't trust that and they're going to find excuse after excuse after excuse and so in those times you go to God with those specific prayers of God changing that person's heart, God piercing that person's heart, God covering that person's heart, God revealing to them that the hurt that they have inside of their heart is from man and not from God because God loves them. God cares for them. God, God wants them in the body He wants that personal relationship with them outside of whatever man has done to them. That that man has done does not matter. It's in the past, it has been done, but it wasn't what God has for them. That was not the intentions of God when he brought them into the church and he wants them to understand that. That's the type of prayer that you need to pray for them if your words haven't helped you need to be praying that specific prayer because sometimes people are detrimentally church hurt so i hope and pray that if you've ever been church hurt that you see a different perspective in it and that you understand That no one, no matter how bad they hurt you, can stop God from loving you or stop your relationship with God. And you not going to church only hinders it. Just like you not forgiving them only hinders it. Like sometimes you are in your own way, even in your pain. Like, yeah, somebody hurt you. But you control how you respond to it. So let's go from church hurt to church help to church love, and let's grow those personal relationships with God, and let's grow those relationships with each other, and through our Save Safe community. And one of those ways we can do that. On Spotify and Apple and Anchor and wherever else this podcast is being listened to. And just know that I love you all and God loves you all. And this has been another episode of Saved, Saved, Period. With your girl, Christina Sabani. Love you.